0: That was the part where I just got all the swearing out of the way. Uh, So uh, the the microphone is no longer muted. I just had to get all the cursing out after uh, a 4-2 loss for the Calgary Flames sports betting gets on everyone's mind right now and sports interaction is Canada's sports book before the game starts live in play or how your favorite team will perform Canada plays at sports interaction doing it right since 1997 with the most competitive odds sports interaction makes it easy to deposit play and cash out head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn that's sportsinteraction.com sdpn 19 plus please play responsibly. Um, I would love to tell you in the chat that that was a bit, but, uh, no, that was just a continuation of how the night has gone for someone wearing a, uh, Calgary Flames jersey this evening, as apparently just, things don't work for anyone wearing a Flames jersey as they fall in this one, uh, 4-2 ends up being the final score. Uh, as you can tell, it is just me tonight, my name is Peter Klein, I will be relying on you in the group chat, shout out to Robert, who is, uh, helping us in the chat as well this evening. So... Flames lost, they're down 2-1 in the series, and this is why the last game was so frustrating from a Calgary Flames standpoint, because, to be perfectly honest with you, I I would love to come on here again today and and rant and rave about how bad I thought the Flames did and how terribly the the Flames played. Truth be told, I thought they were alright. I actually thought they were pretty, I thought they were pretty okay. I would go so far as to say, bold I know, they played good. I think they played good hockey this evening. Just not good enough to, to win this game. But this is why... This is why Game 2 is so frustrating. Because I thought they played terribly in Game 2. And in the Stanley Cup playoffs... and I mean, in hockey and in life in general... Just because you play well... Doesn't mean you get to win the hockey game. It's all fine and dandy The Calgary came out... And played a good hockey game... But that doesn't guarantee you a win. And so... When you, play, when you have games with the poor effort and execution like Game 2, it kind of means you have to be perfect the rest of the way. And the Flames, while they were fine in this game, were not perfect. And now they find themselves in a 2-1 hole, and now you're setting yourself up for a Monday game where... It's must-win. You you cannot fall behind 3-1 in this series. Uh, we, we saw the last time these two teams met in the Stanley Cup playoffs that 2-1 is not insurmountable. Um, 3-1, it's been surmounted before, but th- this is definitely not... Um, this is not a team and not a franchise and not an organization that can afford a um, to, to fall behind 3-1 in this series. So we're now going into... A game four situation where Calgary needs to win that game. And again, like we're, we're going to talk about uh, a few things on this, but I, I thought overall. Calgary played pretty well. I'm seeing a couple, uh, can you talk on, uh, Johnny regular season so far? I thought Johnny had a fine game, but I I thought that there was a couple of things that Gaudreau probably needed to, to improve upon. And so let's, let's start with the top line. I mean, he is the top player on this team. And, uh, that is the, the line that is the straw that serves the drink with the Calgary flames. Also, I just noticed the doors open behind me. I didn't, leave that open. So if I get, uh, if something bad happens to me, you, you all see it. Uh, <laughs> that spooked me a little bit, but for Johnny Gaudreau, like I thought he was good. I thought he was creating pretty well. I thought that, that there was speed to his game. There was, um, there was a purpose to his game, is the, the best way that I could describe it. The problem was once again, it was a little too easy to keep him to the outside. It got better as the game went on, absolutely, and especially in the last five minutes. Um, th- There was a couple of chances in tight, and th- there was a couple of opportunities for him. He gets stopped on the breakaway. That's that is going to happen. It's a breakaway but he also didn't exactly have a lot of time to do a bunch of dangles. There was someone right up, pardon the pun, um, that there was someone right on his back who was coming in that was kind of preventing him from doing anything so it's it it's a fine Johnny Gaudreau game but once again it was too easy to keep them to the outside for the most part in this game and I thought the play that really summed it up really well and a a play that a play that I think described perfectly the issues that the Calgary Flames are dealing with right now was, in the second period, Gaudreau is racing up, I believe it was the left-wing side. He is driving in, and Heiskanen is able to not only slow him down, but just dead-on cut him off. Like, just angled him over, stop the rush entirely, Calgary has to retreat. That was, I thought, a, a perfect summary of some of the issues that the Flames had in this game, because normally in the regular season and I Johnny regular season. So, you, you know, we're playing into things here. Um, in the regular season Johnny has that lane and he just is able to go and a defenseman will probably just back off because that's whatever but because you are now solely laser focused as my last employer would say a whole lot in promos um, because your main focus in life right now is the Calgary Flames the Dallas Stars knows that's something that Johnny's going to do not that it's revolutionary that he wants to skate really fast down the wing but the Stars are aware that that's something he's going to want to do and are able to cut that off and there was no plan B There was no adjustment for the Flames to, to, okay, well, now we have to do this. It was like, well, darn, now I guess that rush is over. And I thought that really summed up things and really summed up the way that things have gone for Johnny Gaudreau in this series. He has a really good burst, but it's all on the outside. And they're able to get the chance in front with Lindholm, a couple of chances in front with Lindholm. So they're able to get a few more high danger opportunities in this game and in this series. But overall it's not enough. It's just not enough. And you look at the opportunities that Dallas had in high-danger zones in this game. Um, Markstrom, I thought, was excellent. And again, once you do get those high-danger chances, Jake Gautinger's been fantastic. Now... I don't think the Flames have done enough to um, make it so that life is difficult for Jake Andrew. Like J- Jake Onger hasn't had to work to be fantastic in this series. He's just had to be his regular fantastic self. I think Markstrom's had to work a little bit harder to be very, very good in this series because of what the Dallas Stars have have been doing to him at the, uh, up to this point. But the, the, the main thing is this Calgary Flames team... Because there wasn't anything they did particularly bad. There wasn't anything they did particularly terribly. It was just, they got beat in this game. They played well, but they ended up on the short short end of a a 4-2 decision. That's going to happen, and that is kind of the summary as to why having that loss in Game 2 was so, so, so incredibly frustrating. Uh, a number of number of people chiming in on the uh, the, the chat. Well, I will try to get to uh, as many of these as possible, but uh, I'm seeing Tyler DeFoli, uh his name getting brought up. I thought this was DeFoley's best game of the series, which is equal parts encouraging that things are getting better and concerning that this is the bar that's been set so far. But I, I thought, like, he has a pretty good chance on the the far side in the third period coming off of a, a scrum behind the net. He's able to walk out in front, create an opportunity, and he, he just ends up being stopped. But Toffoli is not his his regular self. And I think that is kind of tying into to one of the other issues. A lot of the focus is going to be on... Uh, a lot of the focus is going to be on Johnny Gaudreau and on Matthew Kachuk and on Elias Lindholm and on that top line. I, the fourth line played their little hearts out tonight and played really... Uh, grading on the curve of the fourth line played really, really well. They got stuck out there against the first line against the Dallas Stars and holy hell, never let that happen again. But, like, the, the fourth line played fine and the third line played alright and the second line played alright. But that's that's the thing, is that I think everyone just needs to boost a little more for the, the Calgary Flames. There just needs to be kind of a rising tide raising all ships Sort of a moment for the Flames because everyone is playing okay, but there is another level now. And to the 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 uh, the mention in the um in the chat, regular season this team is playing very well. Playoffs we've seen around the league. Everyone is elevating their game, and the Flames are still kind of stuck in regular season mode, and they haven't been able to get that playoff gear. This was the first game of the series that felt like a playoff game, right? Like, this, this was the first game of the series where there was that intensity, and the Stars crowd is going, and they're doing that stupid, god awful chant every time they score. And by the way, I would say it's, a, I will say that next series, I will say it for forever. I will say it in a regular season game in January against Columbus. That's a stupid ass chant, but that, to, b- beside the point. Um, th- this crowd was in. Into- to it both teams were flying there's chances at both sides there's multiple goals being scored in this game this felt like a playoff game and it felt like a game that for a lot of moments in it the flames were holding on um, like the, there was that stretch in the second period where it was just, it was all Dallas stars and the flames I thought were way too sloppy with the puck. And I thought that there was way too many turnovers that led to way too many golden opportunities for the stars. And some of them eventually end up in the back of the net. So while I'm saying that there wasn't uh, a ton that was like putrid about the flames game, there are a lot of ways that they can improve upon what they did tonight as well and the turnovers that just none of those can happen that that just cannot happen and we're seeing some people say in the um some people talking in the text line uh, about like how the Dallas Stars are playing playoff hockey and the Flames aren't and i think that is where the Flames are having some trouble is that in the playoffs now because of the the extra intensity because of quite frankly, the elevated skill level that you were playing. You don't get to play um, the the Vancouver Canucks or the Buffalo Sabres or the Ottawa Senators. I don't know why Vancouver just got caught up in that. But um, you don't get to play the lesser teams every other night. You, you are playing... A team that deserves to be here on a night and night out basis. And they're playing a little bit quicker. And they're playing with more intensity. And the decisions just have to be made a split second quicker. And they're not firing for the Flames right now. You can kind of... You can watch them think. And... It, it goes back to, to Entourage and, and and Ari Gold talking to Jessica Alba. Don't think. Thinking's bad for your complexion. Thinking is bad for what you are doing out on the ice right now for the Flames. Because you can just see there's a split second of, oh, what do I do? Oh, this thing. And even if this thing is the right thing, it's too late to do this thing now. And there's a Stars player there, and now he has the puck. And look at that, now you're losing. that That is... Something that the Flames have been caught up in a little bit. And I think credit to Dallas for putting that pressure on the Flames, for making Calgary make some of these mistakes that are leading to scoring opportunities for the Dallas Stars, for actual goals for the Dallas Stars, and now two wins in the first three games of this series. And now Calgary is in a whole lot of trouble. But I, I think that, I, I do think you have to credit Dallas a lot of what they are doing in this series. Uh, Someone asking how the door closed. I'm assuming that my wife came in and closed it. Um, Generally, people who are breaking into your house don't just give you privacy, right? Like they they just don't. Uh, It's like, hey, you know what? We were going to break in, and uh, we were going to rob the joint, but it seems like he's busy right now. We're kind of big fans of uh, the SDPN and Game Over Calgary, so we're going to let him finish, and then we're going to do this. I'm assuming my wife was there to, to close that, as probably we were going to get a cat run in at, at some point. So that that is how the, the door closed so far. Um, oh, that dum Dallas stars. I'm glad, I'm glad people are uh, quite as frustrated with this as everything else. Um, This game came down to a stupid slash and the unclutchness of Johnny Gaudreau. Look, I don't think we can have a longer discussion about clutchness and and those sorts of things. But Johnny had a breakaway and he got stopped by a very good goalie. Like that's that 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 is going to happen. Um, I, I don't I don't think you can put this all on Johnny Gaudreau. And I, I think in the grand scheme of things, as much as I just went on about the the flames and as I guess unsatisfactory as this description might be. I think this was more Dallas winning it than Calgary losing it. I think game two was more Calgary losing it, which again is part of this overall grand frustration with the Calgary Flames, is that they have they, they finally have a night where they play well and they still lose. But I, I think this was more Dallas winning it than the Flames losing it. But yeah, the, the slash and call, that um that hurts. I saw some complaining about the officiating once again tonight. I get it's a lot of four on four and it's a lot of special teams. But there's a lot of stuff, like it's not like the the Lindholm interference we could have a debate on. That that is by the book a penalty, and I think if that happened in the third period instead of the first period, that's eh, probably not getting called. But that is interference. Um and I like that there's a lot that I think are just penalties, you know, and the, the referees are calling it. So I, I don't know about the, the officiating, but yeah, that what what boggles my mind is the Flames played a near perfect game penalty kill wise and have played basically a perfect series penalty kill wise. And then two guys just decided, yeah, let's go take Nemesnikov instead of Joe Pavelski. That seems like a thing we should do. Like that, that just, and again, it's part of that. It's part of that thinking where it's like, Oh man, guy has a We better go to that guy. It's like, well, maybe let's just focus on Joe Pavelski here for a second. And it's something that I, I've talked about on other podcasts that I do where the, the the whole bigger moment might be a bit bigger because I find when either the moment gets too big or the situation is getting too big and there's just a lot of like, for lack of a better phrasing, <gasps> going on. A lot of times it's okay let's just watch the puck because that's that, that if I focus on the puck that that is my center that is my Zen and it makes sense right because the puck is like when, when that thing goes in the net then the goals happen and that's how you lose hockey games or win them if you're scoring them so it, it's it's easy to focus on the puck but in that situation there needs to be a situational awareness that maybe just maybe two guys don't need to go to Nemesnikov and one of them needs to go to the Hall of Famer who's going untouched down the middle and it, It just seemed like there was, it was just, again, all the mistakes from the Flames tonight were just little, little bit ones, but there was too many of them that led to too many chances, and finally the dam burst, and they ended up falling in this game. 4-2 is the final. Uh, The Flames' penalty penalty kill has been very good all series long. It has been. And we require cat tax to to make us feel better. If if this series continues down this path, um, I will say if we have to do a the flames just lost to the Dallas Stars in a series po- uh, podcast, I will I we have two cats, they're both adorable. I will bring both of them in here, and we can all um we can all just kind of get some of their sunshine as as we all collectively potentially grieve um on that one. Is Johnny just not a playoff performer? I, I I go back and forth on this, and I think this is a question, and I, I don't want to go like too g- big picture just yet, because th- they are still only down two games to one. This Flames team has won three games in a row a bunch of times, and now they have to win three out of four. They they can certainly do that, you know. That it's not like this series is over. I don't I don't get that sense from this one. But just to talk about bigger picture for a second, this is a, a decision the Flames have to consider because this is. Well, while that wasn't a perfect game tonight by any stretch of the imagination, that's like one of the top three playoff games Johnny Gaudreau has ever played, right? Like, th- this time of year has not been kind to Jonathan Hockey, and I think that there is now a decision that has to be made coming up in this offseason, and I think Johnny Gaudreau, and not, you know, not to put too much pressure on the next few games or anything like that, but Johnny Gaudreau, what he does in the next two to three to four games in this series is going to, A, I think potentially add like an extra digit point. I was going to say comma. He's not going to get a billion dollars out of this, but, uh, it's going to add an extra digit point to his contract and potentially decide if he is residing in Calgary or somewhere else. Like that, that kind of feels like what is on the line in this series. Um, <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, Pavelski is, uh, Hall of Very Good, not Hall of Fame. Look, I, I just want to say, for the record, um, I, I may have been hyperbolic to make a point, I, I haven't, when I made that point, I wasn't exactly, like, I don't have Joe Pavelski's DB page in front of me. I think we could probably have an argument back and forth, one of the better American born players of all time. Either way, you have a really good guy, I will say, greater than Nemestikov going down the middle, if we can agree on that one for in a second. Uh, love you, Audie. We love Audie, too. Yes, uh, Audie is off this evening. I believe he's calling hockey somewhere. Um, but he will be back, I think, and hope for the next game. Anyway, uh, anything else on the street? A lot of cat talk. I apologize that I brought that up. Actually, no, I don't. My cats are adorable. They're awesome. Um, the Flames did playoff style so long that when everyone else started playing it, it's caught them off guard. <laughs> That's very, it's like, hey, we were doing this before. It was cool. All right. But now we got the, like, we got the the band's T shirt, and now it's a little bit faded, and everyone else's is nice and crisp. And they're they're playing it better than we are. Um, so no, that's that's fair. Uh, is Sutter overthinking this series? How much of this is the coach's problem? I don't know if Sutter is overthinking this. He might be underthinking it. That might have sounded worse than I thought than I wanted it to be. But I don't know why there was no adjustment made going into this game lines wise. And I think that fourth line played well. Like Lewis gets the goal, Lucic helps by getting in the goalie's way a little bit. Um, but I thought Lucic had a pretty good game. I thought Lewis had a pretty good game. But once again, there was a couple of times where I was like, oh, right, Brett Ritchie plays on this team. And those instances did not come up positively. So I, if it were me, Rizichka is in that spot. And I think... You look at where the Flames, like, really turned things on in the middle part of the season. It's when Ruzichka got called up, put on that fourth line. And then all of a sudden, that fourth line was an NHL line again. And I think having Ruzichka out there would be a nice boost. So I would like to see Sutter maybe doing a little bit more. I I don't think he's overthought anything in this series. I would love for him to be overthinking some of the stuff. Because right now, it just seems like, yeah, we're just going to go out there and play. I, I would like there to be a little bit more. Um, I would like there to be a little bit more from, God, there's a Joe Pavelski debate going on. I did not anticipate that this evening. Look, Joe Pavelski, a, a phenomenal NHL career. Like I said, one of the best American-born players of all time. He is, at the least, a Hall of Very Good player. But also, I think we could also have a bit of a bigger discussion that maybe the Hall of Fame is currently the Hall of Very Good. Either way, um, he's been phenomenal in this series. And I know this is a, a Calgary-based show, I do think we have to to tip the cap a little bit to the Dallas Stars because they've played excellent hockey. At least they did tonight. Um, the, the first couple of games, whatever. But tonight, they played phenomenal. That top line was dangerous all night. Jamie Benn was out there. And again, the pressure they're putting on Calgary's defense, forcing a lot of those turnovers, I, I think was a key in this game defensively. Like I said, they've used their skating ability very, very well to limit what the Flames do. How many times? And this is... That This is something that I've talked about a lot because hockey is a very complex game, but it's a simple game as well. And we've said it even on here. You win the neutral zone, you win hockey games. And right now, how many times, just think back to, to the night, how many times the flames just free and easy fly through the neutral zone? Like twice. Every time it has to be either chipped in or something along those lines. And sometimes that that is part of strategy because you are playing a long series. You want to chip the puck in so you can go hit their defenseman so that three games from now they're a little bit battered and bruised and haha, we can take advantage. But the, the more um, advantageous way of doing that is carry the puck into the zone and score. That seems to help things out as well. And I, I think that you look at how Dallas has played. They have limited the neutral zone immensely and Dallas can play a real lockdown defensive style but they can do that with skilled skaters like I think a lot of times when we think of the trap we think of the 1995 and guys just going water skiing as they hook and it's a bunch of 300 pounders who learned how to skate 45 minutes ago I I think that kind of gets into people's minds when they talk about like oh they play a trap and they play defensive style the stars are able to do that but integrate the current athletes skating abilities in there and they do it really well and Calgary We talk about adjustments. Calgary hasn't figured out how to do that yet. Calgary has not been able to to get through the neutral zone with any kind of pace whatsoever. And I think that has really limited them. Because again, how many times has Calgary had real sustained pressure offensively? And I'm not just talking about like, What Jim Houston would say when they're, oh, they're under siege or anything like that, but just like a couple of shifts in a row in the offensive zone. They're very few and far between, right? Like it's just like one shot, ping, and out. One, oh, missed the net, and now it's out again. And it's, oh, well, here's a couple of chances, and it's out again. The Flames haven't been able to get into the offensive zone comfortably, and they have not looked comfortable in the offensive zone. And I think a lot of that is credit to Dallas. Uh, A couple of more points that that I want to hit on, and then we'll get into some more not Joe Pavelski-related stuff in the chat. Faceoffs offs are killing this team. And I know that uh, amongst hockey people, face-offs are quite the debate because on one side, you, you we have an understanding that like, face-off percentage maybe isn't a uh, tell-all on how guys are doing because sometimes they take faceoffs off, whether it's um, an offensive zone draw at a certain point where you want the other team to win the draw because then, hey, look at that, we just got the puck in deep and now let's go out, crash into a couple things and get the turnover. But key face-offs where you needed that puck Specifically, let's say, in the last 90 seconds of a hockey game, when you have the net empty, the Flames didn't win any of them, and it cost them. And this is this is something that needs to get figured out, and it's something that they've been able to take advantage of on power plays. You get a face-off win, bing, bang, boom, it's in your net. Penalty kill. Face-off win, they clear, and then Dallas can't get set up for another 45 seconds until... Uh, apparently, barely an NHL player, Joe Pavelski comes into the zone and scores. <laughs> Please, know I'm being sarcastic on that. But faceoffs were a big concern for the, the Flames. I thought in the last part of this game, if they win one faceoff, they have an opportunity to do something. And then something else that was highlighted on the broadcast this evening, when they were doing that four on four, and there was that that cycle around. A, I will state, on the outside the whole time. So, uh-huh. but B. It's great control from Calgary. There's speed happening. And you can see Dallas is basically playing like man-on-man defense with the speed that the Flames had out there and the control that they had. There was a chance for someone to make some kind of one-on-one move and get a bit of an opening and create an opportunity. Instead, what the Flames got was a one-timer that fluttered into the glove of Ottinger from Noah Hannafin. And that was that. And there was a couple of times, specifically Hannafin, late in this game, had the puck and just, I I know the default setting is just put the puck on that and see what happens. And there was a lot of bodies in front, but it felt like there were better opportunities and it was kind of a waste of a possession, I guess, from the Flames. So, shot selection, they had a bunch of shots tonight, and that's great. And... Just put the puck on the net, fine. But I felt like there was a couple of times where there was more happening in the offensive zone than that scoring chance would dictate. I felt like if they're able to to hold on to it and control it a little bit longer, I, I understand that good can, or perfect can be the enemy of good sometimes. But sometimes it's fine to look for perfect, and I don't think the Flames did that enough in this game. And again, we see where they are at now. Uh, a couple more notes from the chat and uh, thank you all and again remember subscribe like follow me on on social media I am at primetime klein all of those good things should be a good game for no kidding how good was tonight like again the result is not what we want but this was a fun hockey game this was really really entertaining and it was the first game of the series that felt like a playoff game so I think game four is going to be huge not only from a the flames need to win this or else oh my god but just from an entertainment standpoint, yeah, Game 4 is going to be phenomenal. Holy cow, there's a lot of Joe Pavelski in here. Uh, setter hockey, everyone's a hammer. I mean, that, that's fine, but the Dallas Stars are not comfortable being nails. And th- there was a couple of times, again, we talked about this with Audi in after Game 2, I guess it was, where... Okay, we're going to go out and we're going to be more physical. Well, that's great. Can you do anything with it? And one of the things we talked about was get to those high danger chances. They got a couple more of them, but I I still think there is another level to be gained from the Flames' physicality and creating offensive looks off of it instead of just, I'm going to boom into you now. Um, There's, I think, too much of that. Uh, some Klingberg discussion. Offensive pressure has been lacking. like, And that's been a hallmark of this team, right? Like, the, you, you have guys like Manjapani who is very good at puck retrieval. You you have Toffoli who is good in the puck possession game. You have that top line that can just style on guys for forever and they're just not able to do that. And it's, it, it's so frustrating. Uh, does Kachuk fighting take him away from his offensive game? Thank you, Brian, for that question. I... Short answer Uh yuh Expanded now. I do feel like Matthew Kachuk has been taken out of this game. um, Out of his game. I I think that he has gone into full-on pest mode, which he is great at, by the way. And if you've ever... I I haven't done it to this extent. Um, If you've ever done it before in a sporting contest, it's a lot of fun to just go out there and just kind of annoy people. But it does kind of seem like, on that top line... Of the three dudes out there, he's third, right? Like Lindholm's got a couple of goals. Johnny at least was creating a little bit tonight. And Matthew Kachuk was, right? Like there just, there wasn't a whole lot there from Matthew Kachuk. And again, it's great to be physical and to crash into guys and maybe even punch a dude or two. And hopefully his knuckle is feeling fine. But the Flames we have established now need more than just crash, bang, boom. They need offensive chances offensive opportunities and maybe if you're feeling frisky a goal or two and Matthew Kachuk I don't think has contributed to any of those things and so while a lot of the focus is going to be on Johnny Gaudreau and rightfully so um, I think that Matthew Kachuk has a little bit of answering to for what's gone on for the Flames uh, in this series that was goalie interference I didn't think it was goalie interference I thought that there was a little bit of help from Ottinger in how, um, I guess, easily he went down, how he stuck his foot out, how he was moving anyway, and it's borderline whether he was in the crease or not, so I didn't think it was goalie interference. I thought the second they challenged it, it was coming back for goalie interference anyway, because I'm super wrong on a lot of those things, but uh, no, that that was, that was not goalie interference. Any line changes uh, you would think would... Uh, work to shake things up. I I do think Rozicca in for, for Richie would help out a lot. I don't know if you mix and match amongst the forward group too much. Like, I I don't think to try to get someone going, you break up Kachuk Lindholm and and Gaudreau. And I don't think you, you do a whole lot of moving. I think that, uh, aside from a couple nibbles along the edges, th- this is the team that has got you to this point. You just need them to execute now in the way that you the way that we've seen them, right? So uh I, I don't know if there's I don't know if there is a whole lot. Um I, I would like to see Rusichka in, but aside from that, there yeah, that I, I don't I don't know if there's a whole lot of this right now that like that there isn't that break glass in case of emergency that the flames would have that okay well now now this is going. But the the one thing that is for sure, this is a whole lot more of a series than I was expecting it to be. I I had flames in five. I thought you looked at The team's on paper and it wasn't close. I I thought Calgary was miles ahead of Dallas. And the reason I thought that was, well, the Flames have one very good line. The Dallas Stars have one very good line. The Flames then have two other lines that you feel real comfortable with. And the Dallas Stars have one really good line. Like it it felt like the Flames' depth was going to be able to win out. And so far, that has not been the case. I've seen more Raffle than I have Coleman. I've seen more from Foxa than I have of Toffoli, and that can't be happening from a Flame perspective. So while it would be nice if like, there was a, okay, let's get this guy in here, and that's going to shake things up, you need these guys to, to outplay a team that it shouldn't be that hard to outplay them. And Dallas is playing a hell of a series. And I don't want to take anything away from them. Because again, they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're going out there, they're working hard, they're playing Dallas Stars hockey. From a Flames standpoint, that shouldn't matter. Because you are that this is Daryl Sutter hockey this is the uh, a city that glorifies 2004 that that still holds that team rightfully so on a pedestal because of how hard they worked and how grindy they grinded and how the, this group of like it Jerome Giilla Mika Kifrasov, and the blowfish were able to make their way to within a couple of inches on a wraparound for Martin Jelena, and one game of the Stanley Cup This is an organization that prided itself on hard work and brought in Daryl Sutter to get that out of these guys and for 82 games in the regular season, got it out of these guys and now in the postseason, and they're not getting that. They, if they match the Dallas Stars work ethic, then they should win this series by a ton because they're just better. But right now that has not been the case. They have played Dallas Stars hockey for a couple of games. And now in this one, this was more Calgary Flames hockey and they still lost. And I think part of that is just them's the breaks of sports. But also, that there's just more that can be picked up from some of these Flames players along the way. Uh, they need bodies in front of Ottinger. Get in his kitchen. Oh, that is 100% accurate. And that that's another thing on that uh, Hannafin one-timer on the 4-on-4. And it's something that they brought up on the broadcast. Get someone in front that there's no one in front. Ottinger. Is stopping that a hundred times out of a hundred? There's there, there no chance, and I think they did a bit of a better job on that in the, the final five minutes or whatever. But even still, when there was traffic again, and I hate to pick on him because I think he's had a pretty good series. But Hannafin, it, it looked like he was trying to get a little bit too cute on some of those, where it was you, you have guys crashing in and he was trying to like catch the shaft of Gaudreau's stick as he was driving by so it would deflect into the net, like just throw it. it I know I criticized him earlier for, oh, just throw it on net and see what happens. In that case, that was a just throw it on net and see what happens instead of trying to pinpoint a thing on like the the letters on Johnny's stick to bank it off at the appropriate time. Like... It felt like when he needed to be perfect, he was just all right, and when he needed to just be all right, he was trying to be perfect, and it just it never really worked. But no, the life needs to be a lot more difficult on Jake Ottinger than Milan Lucic skating close ish to his crease once. That that is one hundred percent accurate from from Susie. There, uh, need more movement down the middle, more weak side rushes, just any rushes. Any rushes would be great. There is no rushing whatsoever for the Calgary Flames. That, I would agree with that. But yeah, like, and that's something that we saw from uh, from Dallas here, where you do get some of that pressure. You have a couple of guys come out, and then, oh, look at that, the back doors wide open for either a Hall of Very Good or Hall of Famer, Joe Pavelski, uh, to, to capitalize on that one. Um... I don't... everything is on fire. That's a fair assessment. I'm realizing now as I'm ducking down, I'm just like leaving my head out. So I apologize for that. Uh, I will bring my my phone up a little bit higher so I can uh, read the chat here. I... overall again... I don't think the Flames played poorly, but I don't think that Dallas stole one in this series. The Flames have to do more to contribute to winning hockey in game four to have a hope, right? Like it needs to be chances in high danger spots, which means you gotta work for it because Dallas is not given the middle of the ice to anybody maybe you're going to have to make a couple of moves around guys instead of just oh we've been cut off well let's try to chip and chase oh darn they got to it in time because Dallas's defensemen spoiler alert are pretty good skaters the the flames it is this is going to really show us what this team has made of and I don't I don't want to put too much on one game. I don't want to dive too far into hyperbole or anything like that. But it does feel like this era of Calgary Flames hockey comes down to Monday night in Dallas. And if we hear that stupid Pantera song four times, then there are going to be gigantic changes in Calgary. But for years and years and years, we have heard how this year is going to be different. We have heard how this group of forwards is now going to unlock this thing that a previous group was not able to do. Well, now they find themselves in a spot that they have found themselves in way too many times. As the favorite in the series, but as the team trailing going into a crucial game. That this is the time where we see what this Calgary Flames team is made of. And... If it's the same as it's been before, then next year is going to look a lot different. But if they're able to look a lot different this time around, then wouldn't you know it, maybe the results will be a little bit different. Thank you all so much. Um, In the chat, this has been absolutely phenomenal and so much fun hanging out with you guys today I'm gonna to go see uh, who was opening and closing my door hopefully everything is alright um, you can follow me on social media I am at primetime on Twitter and Instagram twitch.tv slash primetime PK I'm gonna be on there a few times this week as we react to whatever is happening in this series and get ready for it uh, I like doing some of the, the all-time roster stuff on there so uh, remember to subscribe to the YouTube page here like this video it certainly helps us out a whole lot, and uh, I will talk to you all later. Thank you all very much, and...